0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Vikings fans want to know, is there any chance you might be back in a purple uniform one day?
1: (laughs) Hey, I've seen stranger things happen, so. um, But, you know, they'll sit with with Cook, man. He's such a, a great talent. Uh, You guys could be a nice
0: one-two punch, though.
1: We could. We could. We could. Who knows? It it could possibly happen, but, you know, when it's time for me to retire, of course, I'll be back then in in a purple uniform uh, for sure.
0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast. We do this every Monday and Thursday at 6.15 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all those YouTube things so you never miss an episode right here on the Viking Age channel. My name is Chris Shedd. Alongside is my co-host for the day, the managing editor of the Viking Age website, Adam Patrick. Let's start with a little small talk, Adam. How are you doing tonight?
1: I mean, I'm doing b- better than Chris Rock probably is today, or Will Smith. I uh, don't know if you saw any of that, but uh, that was. Uh, can I? Uh...
0: <laughs> can I p- make my take for that quick? Sure, before sure, you... sure.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
0: that dude could take a punch. Was it a punch or a slap? Yeah, it was a
1: slap. It like, was a slap. He
0: didn't. He didn't even like flinch. He was just like. Like, I thought Chris Rock would just go down if he ever got punched in the face, but he was just like a punch me clown. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was the sound he made. <laughs> he was. He,
1: I guess I guess they're friends or whatever. And then uh, so he wasn't really he thought maybe Will Smith was coming up to, like, be all funny and stuff. And that's not what he did. Um, and then <laughs> so he was just like, oh, OK. But you know he's a, he's a stand-up comedian, so it's not probably the first time someone's come up on stage and berated him or or whatever. So, but still, yeah, I was I was gonna ask you this, like, because those two, like Chris Rock and and Will Smith, are probably known as like Chris Mark, Rock makes like dirty jokes or whatever, but he's presumed as to be like a pretty nice guy in Hollywood or whatever. Same thing with Will Smith. Like, what would be the NFL equivalent of that? encounter would that be like you know kirk cousins going up to matt ryan and and slapping him in the face like i i don't I don't know do you, you have any thoughts
0: mike zimmer and rick spielman i don't know but i mean zimmer's <laughs> I, not exactly I I, I I can't see either of them that could have happened a joke yeah yeah it could it could have you know bashad breeland I mean, and like any other significant other on twitter <laughs> i i don't know
1: we saw like, we saw that uh on the sideline almost we saw, you know, Kirk and uh, Zimmer with the the you like that when they got oh, in the, after the Lions that's game. That's right.
0: Yeah. He was yeah. like, You like that? And he's like, I very much do not. Why are you touching me, Kirk? <laughs> yeah. Then it was like fight or flight mode, like Mike Zimmer's fight club at his ranch just like took over and he's just like my there's favorite... only one rule about fight club, Kirk. I think my rule. favorite part
1: of that that whole interaction was Patrick Peterson walking by and me like Okay, yeah, good game, coach. Uh, all right, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally normal team. Totally he like, normal
1: uh, team. Yeah. Hey, 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 he wants to come back. I mean, Zimmer's not with the Vikings, so that might make a difference or not. But. Uh, well, I was yeah.
0: about to say, if you enjoyed those shenanigans last year, the entire team's coming back. Not Zimmer, but I-, I don't think Kirk and Kevin O'Connell are like going to get into a fight on the sideline. I think they're just way too similar. <laughs> But uh, the entire team's coming back with some additions, which is how we're going to start off the podcast today because the Vikings made some signings on Monday and because they have no money, uh, it was basically like scrounging over at the clearance rack. But Jesse Davis of the Miami Dolphins signed a one-year deal with the Vikings. It is approximately worth $3 million, according to Chris Thomason of the St. Paul Pioneer Press. 72 starts with the Dolphins over the past season. He has experience of both tackle and guard, uh, but it wasn't a very good experience. 2021 was a bad season as he started at right tackle. Uh, he graded 84th out of 88 qualifying tackles at pro football focus, <laughs> 57 pressures allowed. That's third among NFL tackles. And he was also the guy who gave up the sack that broke to his ribs. That was AJ Epenesa. Uh, Iowa Hawkeyes legend. Uh, The Dolphins released him last week, so all signs point to, wow, this is a rough signing. But in 2018, he started at right guard for the Dolphins, and it went pretty well. 43rd out of 88 qualifying guards. Not great, but it's average. 30 pressures allowed. eh. And then the Star Tribune's Ben Gessling reported that this is the favorite to start at right guard. So how are you feeling about the signing of Jesse Davis?
1: I mean, um, if he's coming in to be like the new Rashad Hill and and just fill in whenever and be a swing tackle or swing guard or whatever, then I'm fine with this. I don't care. He's got good starting experience, whatever. But if he's coming in to be, you know, the new starting right guard, I think it's it's really just another built in excuse for Kirk Cousins um you know like if he's the starter i can't wait for people to use you know davis now as an excuse for why you know kirk cousins can't lead a team on a long playoff run and it's like well why do you think they uh you know can't afford to get a better guard uh but that's this but you know um you know he was okay i guess as a guard and he was terrible as a tackle you know but like i said if he's a new rashad hill and he's just, he's just the swing guy or whatever then then I'm fine with that, but if he's a starter, I'm not too thrilled about that. I still think they should, you know, draft someone uh this year to compete with him, and hopefully, you know, maybe even Wyatt Davis can compete with him. I think it's kind of, um it's not. F- I think it's not. I don't. I don't know. Not fair to to say that that he's the favorite to be the the starting right guard when they haven't even had OTAs yet. Like I feel like. Yes, these guys have who are in the building have seen film on on players that they already have like Wyatt Davis. But I feel like you know get them in with your system and see how they go first before we're like he's the favorite. And I'm I'm wondering if that info came from maybe like his agent or something, uh, because I'm not sure like how that would even be determined when they haven't even done conditioning drills yet this year. Um, I'm also not as concerned about the offensive line with this new coaching staff because. Uh, you know, I've heard that this offense is designed to help, you know, eliminate some of the flaws that an offensive line can have. So uh, it's not going to be as glaring as maybe during the Mike Zimmer era with this offense, uh, you know, with Kevin O'Connell leading things. So, you know, a signing like this might have bothered me more just last year. But this year I'm like, okay, this offensive line isn't supposed to be as much of a factor. So this might not bother me as much, but... um, It's, uh, yeah, it's, they don't have anything else to do. They don't have any money to, to sign anyone really better. I've heard, you know, we heard Eric Flowers or some other guys that they could sign, but I'm sure they were a little too pricey and too pricey for them right now is like 5 million a year. So, you know, it's not, that's not much they could do, but you know, what, what did you think?
0: I like it from the standpoint of what they're doing. So plan A, obviously, you would want to sign a guard. You wouldn't want to go get a big fish like, um, you know. Brandon Scherf. Yeah, Brandon Scherf. Like, you would want to go get Brandon Scherf. That was, like, the top prize, right? Uh But if you don't have the money to do that and the Vikings don't, the next best thing is just to create a competition. The Buffalo Bills had one of the worst offensive lines in football two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So what they decided to go and just make this giant competition at guard. They brought on everybody including some guy named Wyatt Teller. Now Teller did not win that competition. He wound up got getting traded to Cleveland, but like honestly, another universe Teller wins that job in Buffalo and the Bills have a all-pro starting guard on their hands. Like that is basically what the Vikings have to hope for. And really they don't need an all pro guard. I think everybody kind of wants one because it's been such an issue for so long. But if the Vikings can make a competition, this is, this is like the Joker in the dark night, you know, when he's got the two guys and he's got the pool cue and he like breaks it over his thing. (laughs) Kevin O'Connell's going to break a pool cue over his leg. He's going to hand one hand, one end to Wyatt Davis, and he's going to hand one end to uh, Jesse Davis and made the best Davis win. They're both going to do it. And maybe they draft another guard. I want competition. I want as many guys as possible. So, so you have as many options to find the right guard. If you whiff on five different options, whatever you tried. I mean, usually it's just been the Vikings be like, yeah, we drafted this seventh round guard from Appalachian state. I bet you it'll work out. Nope. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. traded up for Drew Samia. Nope. We traded up for wide at. Nope. 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 Keep swinging, keep swinging until you hit because eventually you'll find it because guards aren't, incredibly hard to find the vikings have been ridiculously statement here so do i like the signing in a vacuum no do i like the concept yeah i like the concept i can get behind creative competition and i think that should be the case throughout the roster right now because if you're going to run it back there are areas that are weak and if you can create competition and just find the best man out of a group of people you're going to have a better chance at making a push towards the playoffs
1: it this seems like it's just like uh, I'm sure he has Quissy Adolfo Mensa has different methods that he finds these guys. But it feels like one of us going through SPO track or whatever and uh, looking at the the free agent offensive lineman and going back through like, okay, have they played guard? You know, how much have they made in the past? You know, what's their PFF grade or whatever? Are these guys gonna work? Um, and you know, brings in uh, Jesse Davis. I don't know if there's a connection. I don't think there really is a connection between anyone. Uh, on the Viking staff or anything, and Davis because he was with the Dolphins. I could be wrong.
0: Ah, uh, uh, Chris Cooper, they're... the offensive line coach, he actually worked with them uh, a couple of years. I don't know where I... oh, he Cooper must have been in Miami, but yeah, Daniel House said that uh, he worked three years with Chris Cooper. So
1: okay, all right, there you go. Well, because I, I thought yeah, because I thought he was with the the Broncos or whatever. Uh, Cooper, yeah, he was. was.
0: So there must have been a previous yeah. end.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well then. Then I'm wrong. But still, yeah, um, this can't be this can't be the final like he's not he's not good enough to come in and be like, OK, you're the the No, He's not. He's not that <coughs> guy. Um, and I think if people are like, you know, myself included, if we're going to get bummed about a sign like this in. Uh, let's see. It's March. Uh, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because there's a lot of time left, you know. They can draft someone. Wyatt Davis can emerge. They can even sign someone else if they figure out how to find some more money. But like you said, there should be competition. Or, or you know, like you said, we're going to have tryouts. Like, uh, you know, the Joker said. That was a terrible Joker impression. But,
0: yeah. I, I knew what you're getting at. Great scene in that movie. Honestly. <laughs> like just Great movie. Yeah. Okay. Best, Great movie best, in general, yes. Have you best, seen the uh, new one? Yeah, I'll ask that. Uh,
1: it's uh it's good it's dark like that way i like my batman movies and yeah. uh it's just dis- disturbing um definitely i got a three-year-old and i came home and i was like well it's gonna be a while before he sees that uh because uh it's a little uh even i was like oh jeez," um but but you know it's good i like i like batman to be dark i don't like the uh the comic booky, you know if you remember back in the day, like Batman forever, or Batman and Robin, Adam those West, just like, yeah, well, like even or that, too, yeah, far like,
0: that that too far back. I'm not that old guys. Let, let's just say that's what I think of. Like, comic <laughs> I'm thinking like Batman, though. Well,
1: like mid nineties, like Batman forever with like Jim Carrey. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Like those are a little, little comic booky for me. I like the, the darker, the darker ones. Cause that's Batman. He's, 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 he lives in a, a cave. So, you know, we don't need to, Shine the lights on anybody, but it was good. But yeah, Uh Jesse Davis, yeah, he's okay. I'm alright. He's alright.
0: <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna get upset and like complain online no. over this. Like no. it's just, no. it's whatever. Although Miami I mean, Dolphins I, I, are yeah. really happy he's gone. Yeah, but uh, I threw out his.
1: Uh, I threw out his PFF grade or whatever as a tackle today, and I wrote like, "Yay!" Dot dot dot. And people are like, "Well, he's gonna play guard," and I'm like, "Okay." Like I'm not. I'm not saying, like. He's going to be greater, he's going to be terrible, or I care at all. I'm just, I put out the info like, this is this is what he was. And everyone's like, he's going to be a guard. He'll be fine. I'm like, okay. It's one spot over. He's not going to be amazing if he switches to guard. So,
0: yeah. How did Ole Udo work out? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy's actually people, yeah. had a season under his belt. Did Rashad Hill ever play guard? I don't think he did, right?
1: I don't he think he did.
0: I think he was just straight up tackle. So, yeah. Nothing he too bad really, there.
1: He did really well there. Yeah.
0: But J.C. Davis wasn't the only signing that the Vikings made to get some depth on the roster. They also signed Chandon Sullivan on Friday, as well as Nate Harrison on Monday. Uh, try to look up a little bit about Nate Harrison. He was with the Broncos. This will be his fourth team. He spent a little time with the Jets and the Colts as well. Special teams, 100- Yeah, 120 covered snaps. He allowed 0.5 yards per snap. But again, special teams guy. And even then creates a competition throughout the roster. Like, again, th- this is what they want. I- I'll go a little bit deeper here. Pete Carroll, when he took over the Seahawks, he, that roster was bad. So what do he do? He brought in a whole bunch of guys and just had competition. That's like his thing. Yeah. He takes his shirt off at practice, like swings it over <laughs> his head, in USC. And like all these five-star recruits were just battering, ramming each other a- and just trying to, find a way to get a starting spot. So, I I mean, I'm realizing how awkward that sounds. But, I I mean, Pete Carroll loves competition. That's his thing. That's what I want to see here. I want to get corners. I want to get more guys. Challenge Chris Boyd. Challenge Cameron Dantzler. Please. Everything. And I think Sullivan being another Green Bay transplant is another Mm -hmm. good move there. You have one year, $1.75 million. He's ranked 10th among qualifying slot corners and yards per coverage snap with 1.02. His overall coverage grade ranked 91st out of 129 qualifiers, but Mackenzie Alexander was 129. So we only have nowhere to go but up. Again, I demand competition. And this gives me competition. It may not be good, but I think that having Sullivan in the slot in a defense that he at least knows a little bit about, I think it's a good signing. I, I'm not planning a parade or anything, but I think that's a solid, smart signing that the Vikings have made this offseason.
1: Yeah, it's definitely intriguing. Um, I think of the two, Sullivan's the most intriguing uh, because he, was, he could be the starting slot corner. I think that's what they're expecting him to probably be coming in. He was really good in 2019. Uh, with the Packers when Mike Patton was his defensive coordinator, who is now, of course, with the Vikings on their coaching staff. In 2019, Sullivan allowed a 35.5 completion percentage, a 34.3 passer rating, and he was the 19th best cornerback overall by PFF. So he had a really good season. That was also the same year that uh, Zadarius Smith had a very good season for the Packers. So I'm. it, it seems like he really benefited from the Packers having a, a really good pass rush uh, in 2019, which is something the Vikings are are trying to build with Smith and Daniil Hunter next season. So maybe they're thinking, you know, he did well with a good pass rush before. Let's see if he can if can do it again. But yeah, like you said, Mackenzie Alexander was terrible uh, last year. I don't even know how that happened. Like he wasn't that bad. Uh like, what What did he do in Cincinnati to, like, lose any, like, skill that he had? Because last year was just terrible. Um, but, yeah, I like Sullivan coming in. He's got experience with Mike Pettin. He's got experience with Darius Smith. Plus, it's always fun when a former Packer goes over to the Vikings and Packers fans are like, we're not mad. We don't even care. And then they're like, but he's a traitor. He's, he's a traitor still. Like, we don't care. He can leave. We don't need him, but he's a traitor. And it's like, which so Darius one, which Smith
0: one? isn't even good. Which like, one is
1: it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which which one is it? Um,
0: you know, yeah. if, you, if you ask them, I mean, we, we got two pieces from, like, one of the NFL's great defense. I mean, 1985 Bears, 2000 Ravens, and 2021 Packers. Now, mm-hmm. you couldn't play special teams, but, I mean, the defense was good for that one game. They were all, all <laughs> yeah. healthy. There, there was yeah. that.
1: They had a good they had a good defense in uh yeah in, in the playoffs but uh yeah like you said special teams was like, was terrible
0: like that Green Bay Minnesota pipeline I don't think it's really produced too many good players though I mean you got one good season out of Brett Favre yep. then what you had I think Darren Sharper's in that mix you have uh <laughs> yeah you know uh Greg Jennings Ryan Longwell. Ryan, Ryan Longwell was good yep. um. Dayton Jones, he was there for a hot tick. Hey, Anybody here's a sneaky one.
1: Uh, Gilbert Brown started with the Vikings and then went to the Panthers. That's
0: right. The
1: big, giant defensive tackle who wore a visor and a helmet that was, like, so tiny.
0: She yeah. w- so I had a friend in college who was just all about Gilbert Burgers. And I don't know if she, like, <laughs> actually, like, ate one, but, like, she would tell me all the time, like what we got, she's like the Gilbert Burger, and I'm like Tara. That's fine. Like this is this is getting weird. Like whatever, Burger King's not <laughs> open. Let's let's calm down. here. I just remember his belly
1: hanging out of his shirt, like yes. every game. Um, but yeah, that's one. I'm trying to think of any more uh, that were notable. Uh, no, I mean the Vikings had what Eddie Lacy came in for a visit. I guess it kind of. Yeah,
0: helps. that was the in Dalvin the, uh, Cook uh, year.
1: Yeah, because yeah, and, they, and he, they, then he went to the Seahawks.
0: Yep, and he got all the China food and vodka he could handle.
1: <laughs> uh, poor Eddie Lacy. Yeah, I don't. I
0: don't. Every every too. year, I, I'm sorry, I got a rant. Like every year, he would go on Twitter <laughs> and with like his personal trainer, and he'd be like in a white shirt, and he'd just like suck his gut in. Just like, yeah, yeah man, I, I'm ready to go now. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, dude, you're really not. But he, he had a sick spin move. I remember that. Like I he he, guy that big, he could spin guys, which he was, which played was pretty really remarkable. Well,
1: he tore apart the Vikings whenever he played him. He was good against the yeah. Vikings. Um but yeah, I can't really that's think that's of why they brought him in. <laughs> many more. Yeah, we had Favre, Longwell, Jennings. You know, we're waiting on Rodgers to, to cross that border. See if that happens. Uh, You know, see how much they can piss him off. But yeah, yeah, there aren't too many. Like, it's more, I feel like there's a bigger connection between the Seahawks and Vikings than there is between the, the Packers and Vikings. Because it feels like everyone at the end of their career who is a Viking goes to the Seahawks. Or at least ends up with the Seahawks. You know, you had John Randall, Warren Moon, Percy Harvin. Uh, I think Carl Eller went to the, the Seahawks. Uh, Kevin Williams, even Antoine Winfield, I think tried to be with the Seahawks, but that didn't work out. So that's it. That's that's all I got. But yeah, Sullivan, Sullivan, good. Harrison, yeah, special teams guy. I mean, he worked with Donatel like you like you mentioned, and um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the final roster. So
0: none of, none of these moves really like do anything for me, like good or no. bad. It's just, it's all just kind of like, eh, we'll see. Eh, well, they got to we'll fill see. a roster. Yeah, I mean, That's even Zadarius, it. I was kind of like, all right, yeah. well, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> Which kind of that one? That one was good. That one was a good signing. It it was like <laughs> I, I will explain my t- stance in just a second here, okay. because that brings us to topic number two, and mm-hmm. that is now that this wave of free agency is kind of progressing for the Vikings. What are some of the needs they need in the draft after the most recent signings? So I'll ask you first. I'll let you go and then I'll kind of give you some of mine. Where do the Vikings need to go in the NFL draft now that they've made the earth shattering signing of Jesse Davis and Nate Harrison? <laughs> I know they just signed,
1: you know, Chandon Sullivan and Nate Harrison, but they still need uh another corner they i don't there's no clear number 1 guy yet you know pe- right now it's it's Cameron Dantzler and he was okay last year except against the lions when he forgot where the goal line was uh but um you know I'm not ready to make him the the number 1 guy yet uh and you know Patrick Peterson wants to come back and the Vikings are thinking about it but it's pretty clear that he probably wants more money than they're willing to give him, if they want him back at all, they might just not want him. Uh, it could be, you know, they're like, we're good, we don't need a a thirty year old corner who uh doesn't fit our system. Um, but and remember, then, you know,
0: yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just wanted to point out. Remember, it was Peterson's agent that called the Vikings, not the yeah. other way around. And then Rick was like, "You want to play for us? Ten million dollars. Here you go."
1: <laughs> oh wow, that was he, easy. He could have he could have <laughs> negotiated and been like, "You sure you want to play for us?" Yeah, like. Yeah, he and so this draft has a bunch of corners. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's especially at the top. You know, you got Sauce Gardner and uh, Stingley from LSU and uh, some other guys. So I think they have to target a corner with with their one of their early picks. Uh, I'm not sure if Sauce will be around by the time pick number twelve comes. Around And I do not want them to trade up for him, although some people would disagree, but I don't think cornerback is worth trading up for unless he's, he is early Patrick Peterson or Jalen Ramsey or something like that. Uh, I don't think there's anyone in this draft like that. We could be wrong. Uh, I think a sneaky one is tight end. I mean, who is the number two tight end? We know that Irv Smith is, months, maybe. Is, yeah, is number one, uh, but number two is supposed to be some guy who's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, not too excited about that. Uh, unless they trade another fourth for uh, some other tight end from the Jets this off season, I think they gotta grab someone. And this this uh, draft class is pretty good with, with tight ends. I, I think I, last time I checked, there was some some pretty decent ones. I think the obvious one is is interior offensive line. Still, you know, signed Jesse Davis, uh, center and guard. I know Kevin O'Connell has talked about how he he loves Garrett Bradbury and you can see why he was a first round pick and blah 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 but he you got to bring in someone to like compete with him because your job Yeah, yeah, your job as an offensive lineman is to keep your guys in front of you not have them lift you up in the air like you shouldn't be doing a figure skating routine uh, if you're a center in the NFL so, center and guard, they don't have to be first round picks or even second round picks because we've seen plenty of offensive linemen come in the middle rounds or late rounds come in and be good. Um, you know, can't just we can't keep having this rotating, you know, bag of garbage come in for the play right guard or or center or whatever, like there needs to be some some investment in this, especially cuz you want to keep Kirk Cousins. Invest in protecting your what you guys are saying is your top asset invest in that it's even investing in justin jefferson because you're keeping cousins healthy so he can throw to justin jefferson um lastly i got safety because harrison smith is not getting any younger and he could potentially be maybe like a sneaky departure next year i feel like and then uh, running back as well because dalvin is more expendable next season next off season, and uh, alexander madison is a free agent and i feel like getting a running back in the draft is is not too hard like you can there's a lot of rookie running backs who've come in and been good from the jump whether they're in the second round or fourth round or whatever so those are mine cornerback tight end interior offensive line safety and running back so not not really a whole lot has changed other than I didn't I don't have edge rusher in there because I feel like they're pretty good with Zedarius Smith now and there and Daniel Hunter is returning I know you feel differently but what are yours
0: well, I was going to say when you're talking about Garrett Bradbury, you know, what I'm always reminded of is uh that video from the 90s where like Reggie White just picks up Chris Carter and throws him at Warren oh, Moon, like literally, literally like rag sends sends him airborne and like Warren Moon has to get up and I don't know, he just like pauses <laughs> like, "Wow, that was aggressive." Like who throws Chris Carter? Seriously, but now it's just Garrett Bradbury, this three hundred pound man flying through the air, uh, when he sees Akeem Hicks or uh Aaron Donald or whoever that may be. All right, so I got I got it listed. I'll go three to one on you because the suspense will be killing you. <laughs> three cornerback. I I agree with you there. Mod Garner, Daryl Stingley Jr. are the top. Excuse me, Derek Stingley Jr are the top corners i think you got to get one of those two trent mcduffie's another guy that's ga- gaining steam but he also played a lot of zone at washington's so a lot of stuff was in front of him um i don't know if i trust that plus he's a little bit small so are you reaching if you take him at 12 should you trade down or are you getting too cute there i, I don't really know and-, and like we said too does the corner really move the needle I mean, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa was talking during his press conference last week and he said, you know, this defense is going to ask a little bit less than the corners. And when you have a pass rush uh, like the Vikings are projected to have, that's going to help out those corners because if Aaron Rodgers is, you know, afraid of being ripped in half by Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter, you know, he's not going to have time to sit in the pocket, bake cookies and throw a strike to Alan Lazard? Is <laughs> he, he
1: <laughs> is he
0: their number one now? Like I no, they just I honestly they, just thought of that. They get, no, they haven't sent
1: anybody yet. You're right. I was like, no, they got somebody. No, they didn't.
0: <laughs> or were you like me when Tyreek Hill got traded? And you're like, oh no. Yeah. I <laughs> They're was, gonna go I get was, Tyreek.
1: <laughs> I was like oh. And now there's some there's some digs rumblings uh going on now with his cryptic tweeting and Packers fans are going into his comments and being like come to green bay come to green bay and I'm like no
0: no no do not absolutely <laughs> not that not. that would be awful like that would <laughs> be completely terrible that <laughs> would be like scrub. Randy Moss
1: that would be like Randy Moss playing for the Packers Diggs is not and as good as Randy Moss and that almost did. happened It yeah. did you're right it did almost
0: happen I don't think that would a people been, know that but yeah it did almost happen That would have been something Uh so I talked about the Ed and you hinted yeah. at it and that is another need for me because the Hunter and zadarius Smith are both coming off of serious injuries. Hunter has yeah. had serious injuries each of the last two seasons. Zadarius is 29. Daniil is 27. A little less risk with Neil, I think. Uh, but a, if one of those guys gets hurt, you are screwed because you have no depth and get out of here with that DJ want steam because Justin Fields ran into him like six times for his eight sacks and the bears just didn't block him or whatever. So, I, I am not on the DJ want trade. trade. Uh, also, let's think of it this way. What if Daniel Hunter goes off like 14 sacks? He's going to go into the negotiating table and be like, I want a Joey Bosa contract. And Quacey's going to like pull out his, uh, his, uh, pockets like, you know, and he's like, uh, uh, I got $3, man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, he's going to wind up trading to Hunter. Right. And, and maybe that's part of the reason he didn't trade Daniel Hunter because maybe people were uh, offering him a little bit low right now. But yeah, if he yeah. has a good year, Kweisi can go back to the table and be like, all right, give me a couple firsts for him. Get a bigger return for him. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. risk reward on both sides here. So this draft is loaded with edge rushers. I think you can get a lot of them. Um, if Kayvon Thibodeau is there at twelve. Yeah because I feel like he is slipping more and more with each mock draft I read. Don't be the idiot that passes on Kayvon Thibodeau, because I think they're overthinking it right now, because, they're, well, he's immature because he said he kicked across uh, his ass at a thing, but I look watch the tape and whatever. <laughs> okay, get off the Just Bombs highlights and just go watch Kayvon Thibodeau. He's, yeah. I, I would be excited if the Vikings added him to that edge rusher thing, because if you have a rotation too, like – those two guys with the injury concerns are going to have less injury concerns because they're going to have less snaps on the field. So I would not be upset at all. if The Vikings said, screw it. We're getting another edge rusher. And then the third, it's a cop out. So this is the number one, the best player available. And that could be Thibodeau. (laughs) That could be somebody else, but, but let's, let's go back because Malik Willis, honestly, what's that? Oh yeah. If it's Malik Willis, take Malik Willis. (laughs) Although he's going to, he is. He's going he is. to Everyone's Detroit do like, oh,
1: No, no, he's not going that high. He's like, he is. He is.
0: I rem. I remember when like Cam Newton came out, and like I, I know I'm sounding like an old man here, but Cam Newton comes out. Back in my day, like, I don't. I don't know. He's he's never taken stabs under center before. He was the number one overall pick because they looked he at him and they're Tebow? just like, uh, give is me the guy with the tools. What's that? Yeah.
1: yeah, I said, is he as good as Tebow? That's what I I remember people saying that like. Is he as good as Tebow? Tebow might be better.
0: Blaine Gabbert, man, like Todd McShay oh, was pounding the table for like that. That whole draft was just Jake weird.
1: Locker, Christian Ponder, but, sad.
0: But no, he's gonna be on Hard Knocks with uh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell and his like supersized Venti Starbucks that he just slams. Who's be on? Probably Hard Knocks. Oh, Detroit's Blaine, gonna be Hard Knocks. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Oh. Oh. Malik um, Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. I thought we were but, still... But here, here's game. what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I kind of got yeah. sidetracked here. I'm kind of <laughs> scatterbrained today. But, you know, why not a wide receiver? Like, this this is what yeah. I'm saying here. Because the best player available could be a wide receiver. Remember Randy Moss in 1998? The Vikings probably nope. had a lot of needs. And they know. had Chris Carter and Jake Creed. Yeah, you, and nobody know. remembers Randy Moss. We were just talking probably. about him three minutes ago. Definitely not
1: my handle on, on Twitter. No, don't. No idea Percy
0: Harvin. 2009, you take him over Michael Orr. Oh, Michael's got the movie and everything. Eh, Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell. That wasn't a Vikings pick, but that was something that happened last year, and it worked out quite well, except for the final play of the Super Bowl, but I'm sure Bengals fans will take the rest of that uh, result. Uh, Here here was one interesting thing, though, and I kind of want to bring it up, because Connor Rogers of the NFL Stock Exchange podcast, it's a PFF podcast with Trevor Sycamore, He called the Vikings a sleeper cell team for Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams. And I thought of this and I went, yeah, because he had 1,572 yards, 15 touchdowns last season. He is fast as hell so he can stretch the defense. Plus, he tore his ACL during a college football playoff game against Cincinnati. That's not a positive, but I mean, you can have him rehab because the Vikings do have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson as their top two receivers you can let him rehab at his own pace. And plus, Adam Thielen's not going to play forever. In fact, he got hurt the last two seasons. I know K.J. Osborne had a really good season. I know Amir Smith-Marset, everybody's high on him. But lean into that offense. That's what the Rams did. They drafted all these receivers. They had an arsenal of weapons for Matthew Stafford. And like you kind of said, don't give Kirk any excuses. Like, like I don't mean to vilify him here, but give him all the weapons he can handle. Uh, the offensive line kind of going to be a thing because I don't think they should take Tyler Lindebaum at 12. Like, yeah. And if they do, I will be very angry because he is very similar yeah. to Garrett Bradbury. Um, Yeah, if, if you deem a receiver, maybe it's Chris Olave, maybe it's Drake London, and whatever you deem as the best player available, go get him. Because if you land a transcendent player, I know Quasi kind of downplayed that whole thing. But if you get a transcendent player, it does a hell of a lot of things. Like what did the Vikings do without Justin Jefferson? Where would they be? I mean, this, this podcast sure as hell wouldn't be as much fun.
1: You know, what about, uh, I just thought of this while we were talking, but you know, inside linebacker, like, would you be surprised if they grabbed one of those with one of their early picks? Cause Eric Kendricks, his, he's getting up there and Jordan Hicks is in, uh, you know, in, in his first or second year. So those aren't really guys that they probably going to build around and, what do they have Troy Die and uh Blake Lynch like those those guys don't really move the needle either so and you know Quaysy's uh, the the numbers guy i want to call him analytics cuz he does not like that word but he's a numbers guy and he might look at something like you know we could uh grab a linebacker here and uh, be set for the next few years so uh what do you what do you think about that
0: i think that's a great idea cuz i we we've already talked about Eric Kendricks potentially moving on this offseason. Yep. It didn't happen, but yet another year older, maybe he's got a little bit more injury prone years. Um, I cannot. I want to call him Leo Chanel, but I swear that's the wrong name. But for Wisconsin,
1: Laviska is a
0: uh, It's not Laviska. Oh, I, I know that oh. much. He's not playing wide receiver, related? but Are, oh oh no. yeah, we're talking linebackers. Um, yeah, okay. I don't think anybody from Wisconsin's named LaVisca, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, I mean, there's going to be a lot of kids named Yadis in a couple of years, but I mean, not, not LaVisca, but, um, that's,
1: that's a pretty safe bet. I would uh, I'd put money on that for sure.
0: Uh, it's yeah. going to be so funny, like reading 24-7 in a couple of years, you'll hear about this offensive guard from <laughs> Glenwood City. Yeah, this is Giannis Polanski. Uh, he was born in <laughs> 2020. Super weird coincidence, right?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think of that. Uh, I don't know if too many kids are going to be named Aaron, though. Uh, not, not, after the, not after the last couple of years. I mean, he's been good, but. I feel like Packers fans are torn between him because they're like, ah, he's MVP and he's so good, but he's just so annoying. Like, <laughs> maybe they'll like make I their remember their cat after him. I listened. But, yeah. That would be very fitting. I listened to like Packers, the, whatever vent line they had after their loss to the Niners and pretty much every Packers fan called in and was like, get him out of here. Like enough. Like he doesn't do anything. Like, he's great in the regular season he's they call him like Peyton Manning because he's you know puts up all the stats in the regular season and does nothing in the playoffs and uh I was and then they resigned him and everyone's like oh well i guess uh here we go uh but one last thing on the the receiver thing Jameson Williams uh worries me a little bit because of that ACL and i feel like the old Vikings regime might have took too many chances on guys like that, where it's like, well, oh, we can get this guy. He might fall, and because he's he's injured, and it's like, yeah, because he's injured. Um, and I feel like this this regime, at least what they've shown so far, even with the signings today with Jesse Davis, uh, who has been active, like he's missed only like a not even a handful of games in the last few years. And you look at Jordan Hicks and similar thing. You know, Zadarius is a different story, but the seasons before that he was pretty healthy uh you look at Shannon sullivan similar like a lot of these guys they don't miss a lot of games and i think that's maybe a bigger emphasis with the guys in charge now than it was in the past where guys in the past were like this guy is super talented but he's coming out like but his leg almost fell off this year so we can get him for a cheaper price uh, so we should take a chance on him, and then he plays five games, gets hurt again, and then you're you're screwed because you don't have any depth because you gave this guy way too much money. So uh, that one, I'd be I'd be like, yeah, sure, it's great, but I'm I'll be skeptical of it. But but yeah, the best player available thing, I can get on board with that for sure, unless it's like um, a defensive tackle. I, I don't think they need that. Do they need that?
0: Yeah, don't take Jordan Davis. Like I I know it's awesome. Like he just blew up the combine, but I mean, you already you already signed a nose tackle. You have Dalvin Tomlinson there. Like that that might be a throw my remote across the room. uh, Yeah, don't do that.
1: Or tight, don't draft a tight end in the first. Or even are there even any tight ends that have a first round grade? I I don't I don't think there are. So
0: don't do that. I don't think so. I think uh, there's no Kyle Pitts in this draft, but no. What if we we went with another need? And that gets us to our third topic, our cover athlete for today. What if the Vikings needed a running back and uh, gave Adrian Peterson a call? Because he said during an interview with Fox 9 that he wants to retire in a purple jersey. And I have some quotes here because he was at Mall of America signing autographs with Brett Favre. And the reporter, I, I don't know his name, but he's like, hey, Viking fans want to know, uh, will you be back in a purple uniform someday? And I'm thinking to myself, nobody has asked this. N- like, nobody. I have never heard anybody be like, you know what would be a good idea? Bringing back Adrian Peterson. <laughs> and that's even not to if been- him; He's the best running back in Vikings history. But, even I, he I mean, was I like- was just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah Adrian he- was just like, are you really asking I me this? Okay, yeah, whatever. But... So, so he starts and he's like, ah, stranger things have happened, you know, and like he went on to compliment Dalvin Cook and he's like, yeah, <laughs> but you guys would be a one hell of a one two punch. And he's like, uh mm-hmm. okay, OK, yeah, I'd, I'd love to retire in a purple jersey. Maybe he meant because uh, he Baltimore wants to be Ravens a starter. Jersey. That's why he still wants to be a starter. That's he why. want. He wants any opportunity he can right now, because oh, let's yeah. be honest, he's probably broke. Yeah. <sighs> sorry i'm going there but uh, there's no there's not
1: there's not a whole lot of probably in there i think he mentioned in the interview like he was talking to brett Favre, like about copper fit because he might need to you know get on that commercial and i'm like oh wow you 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 really need money you got to go on copper fit uh but yeah like even when he was asked the question he was like Eh, they're pretty good. They got Dalvin and, and and Madison and stuff. They're pretty good in the backfield. And, and yeah, they, the interviewer was like, you know, but you guys, and it's like, has this guy watched Adrian Peterson play in like the last four years? He's he's not good anymore. Like he should have retired probably three years ago. Uh, but like you said, he probably needs money. So, which How is amazing because he made a lot
0: of money with the Vikings. How long do you think he can Yeah, especially for a running back when you think about I mean, it like, now, like over ninety million. Yeah. That, I mean, Dalvin Cook is like drooling, like, dude, teach me. Like, how do I yeah. get that much money? Like, you can't anymore. Um, how long do you think he plays? How much longer?
1: Uh I'd be surprised if he got a job this year. I really would. I think last year kind of showed that he's pretty much done. I mean, if you the Titans, what their offense is geared around running the ball, and they got rid of him. He was with, what the Titans and uh, was there anybody else that he was with? He was with some other team, right? Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're not bringing him back. Um, no, they're trying to get rid of he might be old guys that
0: they want. I think he'd be one of those guys that a team would bring in midway through the season, like if they're. You know, like Baltimore, like, like I brought that up again, yeah. like, yeah. you know, they lost like five running backs to ACLs last year. It was insane, but, uh, but like, but you like, know, is he? Yeah, but he
1: is he the best option? Like, I feel like there's probably 10 guys in free who won't get signed this year that are probably better options than a, you know, pushing 40 Adrian Peterson. Um, I just think it's the time has come. If he wants to retire as a Viking, fine. I hope that happens sooner than later because then we can stop you know, every time he comes up in the news, we can stop seeing the posts of like, the Vikings should give him another chance, let him finish his career with the Vikings. And it's like, no. <laughs> we don't we don't <laughs> need to do that. He's good. He's fine.
0: He's he'll be up in the ring yeah. of honor someday. And like does the... isn't it very telling oh, like if isn't it very telling
1: like if someone like Mike Zimmer who wanted to run the ball Ninety times a game, didn't want anything to do with bringing Adrian Peterson back. Maybe he did, and that was you know the straw that broke the camel's back between him and Rick Spielman, and Spielman just put his foot down. But the Vikings didn't want him. I don't think a new regime of young, you know, smart guys wants to bring an aging running back when they probably don't even want to pay the running back that they have right now. They don't. Not that they don't think Delvin's talented, but they're probably among the people now that are like he probably makes too much money and uh we can find somebody else a lot cheaper which i think it could probably happen next season but yeah adrian peterson uh i don't think he's i think he's done and we'll we'll see maybe maybe this summer maybe if he doesn't get signed in training camp like adrian peterson has signed a one-day contract to retire with the vikings and we'll get a whole video package I, and yeah. everything and yeah it'll be that because
0: thank uh, you adrian he'll wave i don't know they'll give him like <laughs> some money what was
1: he he was with the lions um (laughs) was it last year it's just sad isn't it yeah two years ago he was with the lions and uh they played the vikings to end the year and everyone was like all right adrian peterson plays the vikings his last game of his career that's it it's done (laughs) retire it would have been fine perfect but no he's got to come back and be like i'm ready i can still you know carry the ball 30 times a game, you know, still run to the, you know, offensive lineman right in front of me. I can still, you know, do whatever he needed me to do. But no, uh, he. yeah. Sometimes sometimes people retire when they should, and sometimes the game retires players. And I think that's going to be the case with Peterson, where it's like he's just going to be like, well, nobody wants me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, It's a sad Adrian Peterson, but (laughs) that is all the time we have for today on the Viking age podcast. Remember we do this every Monday and Thursday at 6 15 PM central time. Uh, Don't forget to like comment, subscribe to the Viking age YouTube channel. So you never miss a new episode. It'll tell you right when we're recording and everything. So for Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad reminding you that the Packers still suck.